This is the Only One Shot Golf Podcast. My name's Jim Gallagher, Jr. I'll be your host. I appreciate all those who've been listening over the past years. I appreciate their their loyalty. And for uh, those who are listening for the first time and and new to it, don't forget to subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you listening today. Um, I've been out on the road traveling a bunch, uh, doing so many different things. I worked the U.S. Open, uh, L.A. Country Club, uh, an amazing uh, win by Wyndham Clark out there. I walked... Uh, several uh, miles, to say the least, uh, 20,000 steps a day, uh, but had a great time out there, and it was fun to be back at the U.S. Open, getting to do some live golf, which I've never been able to do, uh, and so that was kind of a cool uh, week. Then the next week was the U.S. Senior Open up at Century World up in Wisconsin. Uh, Bernard Langer beating Hal Irwin's record, winning, like, what, number 46 wins on the Champions Tour, just a phenomenal uh, amazing feat by that man. He just played some phenomenal golf. I uh, went to the John Deere. Uh, Sepp Straka won that. Uh, he was on a 59 watch there for a while uh, and, and was able to work that as well. But this week, I uh, just finished up at the LPGA uh, uh, tournament at the Dana Open, which is at Sylvania, Ohio, just uh, right on that Ohio-Michigan border, or sh- should say state line. Uh, it's always an amazing tournament. started out as the Jamie Farr Toledo Classic back I guess this is the 38th edition, so how many years ago? And it's been at Highland Meadows for about 34 years. It's always a great uh, event. Judd Silverman does a great job. It's always welcomed by the community. They all come out. They were out today, the final day, uh, where Lynn Grant won. Uh, She ended up winning by three over Allison Corpus, who just won the U.S. Women's Open. It was an amazing uh, week for us. Had some rain on the round three Saturday. Had about a four-hour delay. But that didn't derail Lynn Grant from having an incredible round. Made uh, you know four, four birdies in a row, and then birdies nine, and then holds it at 11 with an eight-iron. Incredible run there. And also makes another couple birdies. And we're thinking, hey, she could shoot 59. Uh, ends up shooting 62, an amazing round. Made a bogey at 16. But uh, took a six-shot lead into the final round. And uh, things got a little bit close there. She wasn't making any mistakes. She just wasn't making any birdies. And she hits it over the green at the eighth hole. She chips it in for birdie where it looks like she's might going to make a bogey. Minji Lee's making a run. Uh, that lead would have been close to two uh, or down to two. And then Minji makes double on 11. And several players got within, I don't know, two or three shots, four shots. And then uh, right at the end, Allison made uh, birdie at 18, cut it to two. But Lynn Grant with the fine birdie on the last hole to, to pull out and win her first LPGA event. She's won five times on the L.A.T., uh, played her college golf at Arizona State, an amazing, just a two-year career out there at Arizona State, won four times, three times in the spring of 2021 uh, for the Sun Devils and just had a great career, was up to world number two, amateur turn pro, uh, August of 2021, and uh, in just a short period of time is now a winner on the LPGA. And we're trying to, you know, I made a bunch of texts to Missy Kay, my friend, who's also the coach at Arizona State for the women's team, and you know, trying to get to know a little bit more about Lynn, kind of get that personal side. She sent me several texts, and and I just was on the phone uh, after Lynn had won. She was so proud of her, and and how well some of her ex players. I know that's really cool for her to see her ex players playing well. But uh, I figured, hey, let's get Missy back on the uh, on the podcast, find out a little bit more about Lynn, some of her ex players, how proud she is of watching that, and, and just see what Missy's. Uh, team's going to look like coming up this year what's up for her uh, and the future of women's golf she was out at pebble beach for the u.s women's open i know she's got some great insight on that so uh while we get a minute uh, let's get missy on the phone all right i've got uh, my good friend missy k on the phone from arizona state the women's golf coach missy thanks for spending some time with me 
It's great to get the chance to talk to you as always. Well, I, I just finished up the coverage of the uh, Dana Open, and I know you were a very uh, interested spectator. You had three of your uh, former players up there uh, in the top 20, and Lynn Grant, who played for you just a couple years ago, won her first LPGA event, uh, one by three over Allison Corpus, who just won the U.S. Women's Open. But uh, how cool was it for you? Or how maybe it's maybe it was just nerve wracking for you to sit there and watch uh, Lynn kind of get it done, even though she had a big lead going into the final round today. You know, it was wonderful to, to watch today. I actually just got back from Europe last night, late uh, recruiting over in France, the European Junior Girls Team, and um, so I knew I knew she was playing well. I was paying attention. I saw the sixty-two and uh, that she had a good lead going into today. And uh, fortunately, I got to go to Pebble Beach for a couple of days, and I really was happy that I got to be there over the practice round, so I got a chance to visit and spend some time with our ASU, our Sun Devil Golfer alums, and um, I got to spend some time with Lynn alone. And just to catch up, I hadn't seen her since, um, I mean, she had not been to the U.S. since uh, uh, she turned pro, so... It was great to just to visit with her a little bit and just, you know, talk to her about how's life, what's going on, you know, all that kind of thing. And she's got a new caddy, which obviously that's going well. They had, a, you know, have their first win now and their partnership is, uh, is very new. And, uh, and she's, uh, she was doing great. So it was really great to get a chance just to visit with her and ask her about life and, and all that fun stuff and, and see her dad and her brother uh, at Pebble Beach and, so, uh, you know, she's just so, um, she really enjoys what she does and she loves to win. They talked about it. You all talked about it on the telecast today. It's really how she's wired. And they were also talking about how she had looked at the leaderboard. They could tell and she knew how she was doing. And from my experience with coaching her, uh, she definitely will want to know where she stands. She doesn't obsess over it or worry about it. She just is very intentional and wants to know, does she need to try to make Eagle the last hole to win? Does she need to come in with three birdies? Or if she was, you know, was leading by three, uh, what's that look like? And, uh, and we'll make adjustments as needed. She's able to do that. And so I'll, everything she did today did not surprise me. And, um, and her ability to, you know, she kind of zoom focuses and out. And I think what Mikey, her caddy, uh, who was a really good caddy, um, and, uh, won, won the job this year to work for her, uh, you know, he's a little older and he's, I could just tell by watching that, you know, he's going to kind of keep her a little bit light in between. And then when she goes in and make a decision and hits, you know, she's all in. And so I think it's a really good, they've, they've got a really good um, uh, balance. You know, he's a good balance to her. Uh, yeah, because yeah, we, so, we were talking about that, and you asked her at Pebble Beach, what makes a good caddy? And she really didn't have an answer. She wasn't sure. But I think you saw that today and just what you said. I noticed she was happy between shots. But when it was time, and you told me this, you texted me this when you were in France or just coming back, that she doesn't let outside things bother her. She does not waste energy on that. How many of us do that? We waste energy on stuff that we can't control. But she didn't do that. She really has never has done that since I've known her. 
And it was, you know, as a collegiate player, it was one of the things that she did so well that she really uh, knows how to filter out, you know, what's important. And she doesn't, she doesn't put energy or emotion into any of that. Uh, but what I really enjoyed watching those last couple holes, and especially on 18, when you, you know, obviously, you know, it's not over till it's over, right? Correct. So you can't let up, you can't let up, you can't any of that. But I love seeing her smile on 18 and when she could, you know, enjoy it, enjoy that last walk. And, you know, I was chuckling watching when she hit into the group ahead of her. <laughs> I was like, I, wa- I watched her hit that shot. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, everybody, um, Morgan and uh, Kelly were a little bit shocked at what to say. And it was certainly not her intention to hit the green. And so that was definitely a uh, a uh, uh, adrenaline thing because Mikey would have called her off if he, he said, hey, they're still in the green. Um, so I just had to chuckle and she just had this look of, you know, I can't believe I just did that. That was not what I was trying to do. So, uh, but that's what, you know, that's, that's the, you know, she does, she goes to that next level in a good way and, you know, probably hit that 20 yards further than she's hit it all week. So, uh, so it was fun to, it was fun to watch how much she enjoyed it and was smiling. And that's exactly what, that's exactly where you want to be and, enjoy that moment and all that hard work. And you just kind of soak that in for a minute. And, um, and she's got, she's got a great career ahead of her. She's just done really great. And it's just really fun to watch. Yeah. She was an all American for two years there, one, four times, three times in the spring of 2021, but something you and I talked about uh, before we got on the podcast is, you, you know, there was mentioning, Hey, she hadn't been in America for a couple of years, blah, blah, blah. But college golf prepared her to play in America on the different grasses. Uh, how much of an influence and how much do you think she learned just in those two years of playing for Arizona State and, and under your, your guidance? Well, you know, the, just the simple uh, experience of being able to play in the U.S. and because the tour we do, you know, we're really intentional about our schedule and and handling, you know, time zone changes and grass changes and all things, you know, things like that, weather changes. And, uh, you know, we had, uh, we played the regional championship at Ohio state mm-hmm. and, uh, and it, you know, all that is absolutely great experience when, you know, when you're a, a tour player coming in, although she had been here for two years, she, she remembers what it was like to play at Ohio state and she remembers that grass and she's so dang smart wherever we, you know, we played from West coast to East coast. It's a great way to be prepared and, I think we're seeing this emergence right now, which is amazing. You know, watching Allison Corpus win the U.S. Open, All-American at USC, Rose Dang, you know, two years at Stanford, and how obviously prepared she is to be playing professional golf. You know, there's a lot of great things that the, that the American college system is adding to these young women and preparing them in a lot of different ways. And I think it's, it's wonderful to see that. Uh, you know, the college coach, you know, I always, it was so fun at Pebble Beach because I got to see a bunch of, you know, former college players and I always stop and say hi and give them a hug. And, and, uh, uh, I, Marina Alex was playing in the practice round with, uh, with the thought of Munoz and she, she looked at me like, Oh my gosh, coach. And I gave her a big hug and we started talking for a minute. And I, I am a big fan of all these young ladies that go on to have careers on tour because 
it's been so fun to watch them grow as human beings in, in collegiate golf and, you know, always a fan to be around uh, very talented young women that, uh, you know, there's a couple that have broken my heart along the way, recruited, <laughs> and I didn't get, but yeah. um, but they're, but I, I just really, I love to get to see them out there on that stage. And I, I, Bronte Law and I talked for a few minutes. I haven't seen Bronte in a while. And she's like, so you're still coaching? I said, yeah, I still love it. Still hanging in there. So, you know, she was at UCLA. It was a star at UCLA. So You mentioned a lot um, of Pac-12 teams with some very – You mentioned in those Pac-12 teams with a very uh, loaded talent that you have to uh, recruit against and play against, and it is it is amazing. And you mentioned something, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but TV, don't you think that's made a big difference? These these young players – I call them kids because, I mean, they are when they come in here at 18, but when they leave, they're not at 22. But they're playing in front of TV. Some are even getting professional starts in, on the LPGA. Absolutely. It's it's a hundred percent. It's great. They are not, you know, it's a big deal when you're, you, if you've never had a camera behind you uh, and follow you and be right behind you and be walking with you, it's a whole new experience and it takes you out of your comfort zone. And to be able to manage that and know how to just be like, it's just another thing. It's part of everything that's going around you. And that experience, I think, is is tremendous. And, you know, when you get to play at the national championship and you're in match play and you're getting that kind of coverage and you've got, you know, reporters talking to you and, and how you handle that, that, you know, these college players are very well seasoned by the time they get out on tour. They know how to, they know how to play in a program. They know how to talk to CEOs. They know how to do a lot of those different things. And, you know, our, our tour players that come back, you know, and say to the girls, hey, you never know who you're going to meet in college. And those are some of the best relationships and the people we met, you know, at ASU. And they, they're, they you know, they're friends for life. They're possible sponsors for life. There's, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of different things, uh, you know, that, that come from that. In fact, our, our housing at uh, the Northrop Grumman Palace Birdies, I got to see her at Pebble Beach because she'd come up to watch a couple of the girls because, we have dinner at her house for every year for 20 years. And now she's got the, uh, she's got our alum staying with her during the LPGA tournament. And so we get to catch up that she has this, you know, Karen has this great relationship and with these, uh, with our players and they've done such a great job. They've got this wonderful place to stay for the week and, and get to be in a, a home that's very comfortable with this, you know, relationship with somebody that's great. So, there's a lot of great things that come out for, out of that space. And some people are intended to be, be there for four years and some aren't. And, you know, Lynn was ready when, when Lynn turned pro. She was, she had my full support. I said, you are absolutely ready. You know, you go for it. You've got, you've got everything that you need to, to go out there right now. And, and she was, she's proven that to be right. Yeah, that's a tough thing for you coaches because you, you recruit a player that you know may not be there. All four because they're so good, but you as a coach can't hold them back. You know that going into that. But you mentioned something was interesting. You were talking about playing in front of the, the TV cameras. I know I've heard coaches do this. How do you prepare your players, your current players at Arizona State, for the NCAAs when they're playing in front of camera? Now, you've won a national championship both as a player, an assistant, and as a head coach, but uh, how do you prepare your team without getting too many secrets away to prepare them to play in front of TV, uh, you know, TV, the camera, and all those uh, you know things that are outside of what they're normally used to? You know, you can't always prepare for everything, but it, you know we're very fortunate to be able to play the Darius Rucker, and that's now been 
on TV. And so our players, you know, have learned how to deal with that. And so when we're there, you know, we're talking about it and what to expect, what not to expect and, and, uh, and how to handle that. If you're playing well, you're going to be followed and, you know, you're going to get to go through the interviewing process and all that and, and really just have fun with it and enjoy it. Cause it's, it's supposed to be fun. It's mm-hmm. very different. And, you know, as many opportunities as we can, as we can get, we will certainly try to continue to do that. And, uh, you know, and just prepare, they have to be, we work hard to prepare them for, uh, embrace the unexpected, you know, and, and how to, because if you're going to be a professional tour player, you're going to be a professional golfer, you've got to learn to be adaptable. You have got to adapt from, the, the stories already I've heard about Rose, who I love, by the way, she's a terrific young lady. And uh, and she's going to be great for the tour. She's great for college golf. But she's had some awful travel stories already out of the gate, yeah. like the first month of sleeping in a hotel lobby overnight and no hotels available and and and, and uh, flights being canceled. So much harder. I mean, we're, we we insulate to a pretty good degree in college and make it as good as as, as easy as possible. But she laughed about it, and, and she was like, I, I, you know, I, I, what are you going to do? You know, so that's what you have to be able to, to get to that point where you can laugh at it, embrace it. The, you know, traveling as a tour player is a, you are a gypsy, yes, as you, you very well know. Yes, and, absolutely. And how to uh, adapt to that. Well, you mentioned something that Tom Watson told us at the Ryder Cup, and that's expect the unexpected. <laughs> that's true not only at the Whoa. Ryder Cup. That's true in every walk of life, uh, and I, I think that was uh, well said on your part. But uh, a couple of your ex-players, Carlota Saganda, 65, uh, final round, finishes 12. She's been on five Solheim Cups, Leia Strom, uh, 16th. That was so cool to see Strom and Lynn Grant uh, embracing there on the last hole uh, and that connection under the ASU connection. And, and it was really cool to see that. Uh, and they actually, they celebrated with champagne, not water, which I thought was even better. Right. Right. It was, I took a picture. I sent it to Lynn. I sent it to Linnea. I was like, Oh, it's so great to see you girls together. And, uh, you know, Linnea was disappointed about not being at Pebble beach, but we were talking last week and, and, uh, catching up and she'd been home in Sweden and, uh, uh, so it was great. It was great to see them, to see Linnea. That's what, you know, the Swedes are so great at that. That's what they do. They support each other. And, uh, um, it's so, it's a really cool thing to, to watch. And we obviously have, uh, you know, another great Swedish alumni and Anna Nordquist. Sure and, um, uh, I'm sure, uh, Anna's not playing this week, but I'm sure, you know, she'll, She'll be sending Lynn a text and, and, uh, as well, as well as Carlotta, cause Carlotta just, you know, it's, she's like uh, watching Lynn is just so exciting. Yeah. And they could be on the Solheim um, Cup to, team together. Exactly. Well, I got to have lunch with Carlotta and Anna, uh, the week before the open and they were actually talking about Solheim and, and, uh, I think Anna's, this is going to be Anna's eighth, which I cannot believe and Carlotta's sixth and, the two of them were like, we've never played together. We've played in all these Solheims, and we've never matched up with each other. And they were like, that'd be kind of cool. So they, I just kind of sat back and listened to them talk about, they went kind of into this moment of deep dive into Solheim and playing for Suzanne and then, you know, the whole the whole thing. And, and, and they, they go, well, we've got, you know, we've got a couple of young ones joining us. And I said, well, you know you're not going to have to get Lynn psyched up to play because, 
she will be in her element there and she loves that stage. So she will be so excited to be a part of that. So uh, they were, you know, they were, they were chatting about that and being in Spain, which is a huge thing. So it's just wonderful to get to be, you know, to get to kind of witness it, kind of be a fly in the wall with, you know, and get to hear what, how they talk about it and how they, their love for it and the, the spirit of that is just it's really pretty cool i think it's such a you know, compliment to you that the, your players and even ex-players play, that did he play for you come up to you and it says a lot about you and it, it's just happy to see you and you're keeping in touch with them but you mentioned uh the swedish and uh, players that are obviously annika the big influence but you get a lot of players from that country what is there something in the water over there or something uh, that really has really stands out when you're out recruiting? You see so many great players coming from Sweden. Uh, is there any a couple things that maybe stick out to you that really you know, has really helped them? Uh, the Annika, obviously, is the big thing, but uh, that sticks out to you why they've just had so many great players come out of there. They, I, I love their coaches, and I love how they train them and how they – uh, I, you know, I was, I watched several Swedes this past week. I love how they, um, they just are, are so, uh, they're so well coached in, in, in a very different ways in how they, uh, you know, from a team aspect, I mean, they're talented and they've got great mechanics and things like that, but I love how they function as a team mm-hmm. and, they are very supportive of each other, and they are they are taught and buy in at a very early age. Just like you saw it, the other the other the other young lady on the green at eighteen with Linda Day was another Swedish player who played for Oklahoma State. State. Yep. And so they, it's their natural state to to cheer for each other, to support each other, and they always like it, it's not. I can't believe she's won again. Or it's like, hey, you won this week. It's your turn. Next week, it'll be my turn. I'll be there for you when you win. And so they have such a a great uh, mentality in supporting each other and and backing each other. That I think is that it starts at a very young age. I saw it this week again, and they're just they're so unified and they're out watching. When somebody's, you know, they'll go out, if they can't caddy, they'll watch them tee off, they'll watch them finish, they'll watch them, someone, you know, if somebody's in a playoff, they'll, you know, they're just always supporting each other. They just don't, they really don't see it being any other way. And so it's wonderful that, you know, the, the Swedes that play collegiate golf, at least this is my experience, is that they have two teams. They play for the country mm-hmm. and their, their university, and they always take that with them. And Anna is as, uh, uh, I mean, Anna, Anna and Carlotta, I think, were almost as heartbroken as I was with the end of our year this year and missing the national championship. And they were both so supportive, but they were like, is there anything we can do? What's go- what, what do we need? What do we, you know, how can we help? What do we need to do? And, and how do we get the next best players in Europe to be here? And so they were so cute. And, and I just love their, they're just, it's, it's so innate in them, well, and, think, and think, that's what's really cool. Yeah, I think that's why you're seeing the, that Europe has that unity on the Solheim Cup, the Ryder Cup, and I think that's why the USGA in America, who does not have a national team, is working towards that now finally. 
uh, with the help of Mike. Well, that's Long. a whole other podcast. That's a, yeah, I'm yeah, really for, passionate that's about ex- that. That's and exactly. We will definitely do that because you uh, will be passionate about that. But you mentioned those ex-players, and I, I, I saw your amazing facility when I was out uh, for the NCAAs, and that was heartbroken for y'all too. And, and we're not going to rehash on that. It happens. Golf's like that. You 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 want it so bad. Right. Sometimes you get in your own way. But how much does it help in your recruiting? Because I walk in there, and here's all these great players on the wall. Of course, now you've got Lynn Grant. You may have to build another wall <laughs> for what she might accomplish. Right. But how cool is that for you? And it's got to be helpful in recruiting when you have all these great players uh, in a facility like that, and ones that want to help support it. Because I think that's just important. They want to find out how can we make it better? How can we help you? I think that's so important to successful programs. I think that's why you all have been successful over the years. Well, I think it's really important. And, you know, our we welcome our alumni back. We're very close with our men's team and our men's alumni. And uh, so we're really, I mean, it sounds a little trite, but we are really one big family. And so, uh, you know, Carlotta spends as much time sp- talking to the Spaniard on our men's team, who's doing quite well yep. for Sailor yeah. And uh, had a, having a good summer, and um, and you know, and vice versa. So uh, it's just a great, it's a great environment because we all, you know, we want we're a place where you can get a really good education, and we give you, we feel every tool possible to be ready to play professional golf all over the world, and and that's the space that we that's where that's where we live in in that space. And so it's very normal for us to have, you know, John Rahm walk in the building and then Anna walks in the Northwest and Carlotta Saganda walk in the building or, you know, Paul Casey and, and different, um, and then the younger guys and the younger girls that are, that are on the developmental tours working their way and they have, you know, they have friendships. They don't just have access. They have friendships with these players and um, on both sides. And so everybody's always, Everybody's always wanting to support each other. Everybody's, uh, you know, looking at the bigger goal and not, uh, it's a, it's a very team family environment. And, um, so we're just always working to get, how do we get better? What do we do to get better and learning from each other and, um, you know, helping each other as best we can, but that's what, that's what our purpose is. And that's, that's kind of the space that we live in is about, if you want to be a professional, that's, that's, we have experience with that on both sides, and we, um, and and we, we know we've been doing it for a long time, and that's what's really important to us. And and uh, and we, you know, majority of my five out of six players were academic all Americans. You know, it's very important to us that you, you know, that you learn to, you know, I think the one of the things that we've we've really trying to teach our players, our athletes, is that when you turn pro, you are now the president of your own company you mm-hmm. are now a self-employed uh business owner and i think that that's a lot shocking to many of them where they're like okay who's going to be your money manager who's going to do, do this agents they've got agents in college now it's a change it's all changed and you know it's complicated it's stressful there's a lot that goes into hiring a caddy there's probably the most important thing you do every year is your caddy and then you've got your swing coaches and how do you manage that? There's a timing in place of when you should look at, you know, changing equipment and not look at changing equipment or swing changes and things like that. So there's a lot that goes into it. It's very complicated. And so 
that's really how we how we look at the development of our players is to and some of them change their minds and some of them you know Monica Vaughn is a perfect example yeah. of someone that decided that playing professionally was not was just not her uh, her path and um, but she was ready she she had all the tools in place that she ch- chose to go that route and that's really important to us. Yeah, and you mentioned that. I mean, it's Lynn Grant. She was prepared, and she's proven that. Y'all gave the tools for two years. She took advantage of that, and she's doing great, and all your players are. And I think something you mentioned is you and Matt do a great job keeping everybody together. I think the successful programs are where both the men and the women have that tight bond because you're, there's only eight on each team, so you got less than 20 people. It's not like football. Uh, I'm not saying they don't look like the football players, but they don't. But they've got right. that. Hey, they're all in it together, so they can bounce things off of it of each other, and I think that's so important. But I want to get back to Pebble Beach. You were out there. The experience, I know, was incredible. What did playing a, a golf course like Pebble Beach mean to the women's game uh, uh, in your perspective? You know, it, it was such a great experience. And when I got there the first day, they had the USGA invited back all of the former U.S. Open champions. And so a lot of the, uh, I just, it was just phenomenal, you know, getting to say hi to a lot of those women that I have, you know, looked up to my entire life and, and that were idols of Heather's as well. And, uh, you know, got to have some great conversations. Like I'm, I'm sitting there having a conversation with Meg Mound, mm-hmm. Beth Daniel, and Carrie Webb about how amazing we're standing there next to the 18th green at Pebble Beach and soaking it in. And, you know, we're at Pebble Beach because of women like that. And uh, Jed Stevenson was there mm-hmm. and Joanne Connor came back and all these, Amazing. I mean, how Stacy I got to see and catch up, and uh, I thought I gave her a heart attack because apparently I look even more like my sister than I ever have before. <laughs> and I was like, Hollis, it's Missy. And she's like, oh, I just, I'm like, you look so much like Heather. I just, I haven't seen you in a couple of years. I said, I, I know. It was very sweet. It made me smile. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, but we, we, you know, we all know how momentous this is. And for me to have a player in the field, Grace Summerhays, represent, yeah. you know, played and represented ASU, and and to get to have that conversation with Grace and walk part of a practice round with her, and like, and I love the fact that Grace at her age gets it. She gets it, but but I also, you know, I kind of laughed. I go, you know, I was saying to the the, the champions I was talking to that I go, you know, I get a couple eye rolls, but tradition is really important to me, and my players are always going to know about who came before them and that their world is based upon what, you know, from the founders to this next generation of retired players. And then, you know, the vet, I mean, Anna and Carlotta, I said to them, I said, you girls, you're the veterans out here. And they're like, yes, don't remind us of that. (laughs) So it's hard for them to believe that. It's hard for me to believe that, that that is. And so they are the ones that are in charge of, you know, the newbies, the young stars like a Lynn Grant and, and showing them in uh, Rose and Allison Corpus about, you know, what what it's like to be a career tour player with a great career. And uh, and so it was really great. Grace, I, I watched this from a distance and this was like the coolest thing. So I'm watching Amy Alcott stand on the tee box and Grace and her dad, her dad was caddying. 
and they walk up to the tee and I'm, I'm too far away to be able to kind of like, you know, nudge Grace and say, that's Amy Alcott. Do you know who that is? <laughs> you know? And, uh, uh, and so I watched it knowing Grace, she did it, was very gracious and did a great job. And, and I said to her afterwards, I said, okay, so the lady, the older lady that you met on the tee on number four, what, can you tell me about that interaction? And she looked at me, started laughing. She goes, I figured out real quickly she was a U.S. Open champion. I said, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she said, um, it was really funny, though. And she said, she said she introduced herself as, I'm Amy Alcott, Hall of Famer, U.S. Open champion. And Boyd said, her dad, who spends a lot of time on the men's tour, he said, I love that she did that because I wouldn't have recognized her in person like that and so he goes immediately i knew that i knew who amy alcott was and you know one of the amazing uh you know one of the amazing careers on the lpga tour and so the fact that grace got to meet somebody like that and have this conversation and understand what it means what a woman like that you know has you know done for the tour it was really a kind of a cool moment to sit back and watch it and watch my young player. You know, we go to, we play in the Annika Collegiate and I'm always like, now I know you guys know who Annika is, but you really know what this woman has accomplished. And so we always kind of, so I kind of pepper them with trivia questions and things like that. That's where I get a little bit of the eye roll. I know, I know, we talk about it, I know. I Googled her. And I'm like, Google it, right. But I'm like, man, I tell you what, if I teach you nothing in college, all I'm going to teach you that you know who these people are and these women are and have respect for what they've done because you, we would not be where they were. And someday you'll have that. You'll, several of you are going to have that, uh, you know, mantle to carry. And I hope you carry it with the same, you know, wonderful grace and dignity that these women have you know gone before you and pebble beach is on the rotation now you know that's amazing pine valley got curtis cup now it's a long ways away i will not be coaching in 20 years god willing (laughs) but um but i might just have to plan a trip to go to pine valley to watch curtis cup you know down the road so we are in a really really cool time and some amazing things are happening and from, you know, if Augusta National yeah. got things rolling in this direction. Uh, and the women are more than capable of playing these golf courses, no question about it. And they're, you know, they're so talented in beginning, getting to showcase these uh, amazing athletes, you know, that golfers are now. It's really, it's really an exciting time in women's golf, and it's exciting time to talk about it. Yeah, history is such an important part of the game, growing the game. Kepcho and Fossey at Augusta, I mean, that just sent it into another orbit uh, without right. any question about it. But uh, let's talk about the team coming back. Uh, I can't believe it's in the middle of July. I know you're in the middle of recruiting, but you're going to have the kids coming back in about a month or so. Uh, how's the team look? Who's coming back? Uh, and what's the schedule look like for y'all uh, for next season? Everybody uh... – we'll be back yeah we do we start a month i mean i don't i have a a little bit more recruiting to go i'm going to the u.s junior girls tomorrow in colorado which is going to be great i've been on the road for three weeks and i'm looking forward to a little bit of vacation time before school starts um you know we had a very young team last year and they 
I threw a lot at them and they learned a lot. And I think that, I think they're really ready to, uh, you know, you can learn if you're smart, you learn a lot when things don't go your way. And I think that this team has learned a lot and I think they have a lot of things they want to accomplish this year. And, um, you know, my three freshmen from last year, one of them redshirted because she had some injury. Patience Rose has had a great summer and, uh, she, she unfortunately had to play her teammate, ASU teammate, Beth Coulter from yeah. Ireland at the European ladies last week. And she beat Beth, uh, three and two. And I, uh, you know, and Beth is, you know, having a great year. And so it's, uh, we're set up to have a really have some fun this year. And I think that there uh, are, you know, we've got our top player, Ashley many, who's had a great run at North South last week. She was the low metal uh, stroke play qualifier going into match play. And, uh, and, you know, Grace playing at the open. So we've had, they've all had wonderful moments this summer. And, uh, and I think they're really going to be ready, but this, this team is no longer young. They they have a, they have grown up a ton last year. I'm really excited to kind of just sit back. We've got a new assistant coach, Michelle Estill, did a great job for us and and retired. She'd been on the road for the majority of her life from being a, a tour player for 18 years, and she was ready to slow down a little bit. And uh, we brought on Michaela Tatman, who had been the assistant at University of Tulsa for the last few years and they really had had done a great job there and so we're really excited to see what uh what's going to unfold this this fall and uh it's really going to be exciting absolutely and you, you know as like you said you learn from losing sometimes more than winning that old saying but I always tell you know whether it's a basketball team football team or a golfer you don't want to have that feeling again that losing because it's not any fun remember that feeling not you, don't, fun. you don't want to feel that again but uh, missy thanks so much for spending some time with us uh, getting us a little insight on lynn grant and what you've been up to and just the women's game in general it's always fascinating to me of course being a dad of three daughters and two that played in college uh, and of course my wife's a pretty good little player in the mississippi sports hall of fame uh, in her own right. not not too bad if you know we start yeah. ranking people i might be down there with Elizabeth, who doesn't hardly even play. She just played yesterday, so she's played more than me. I might be like sixth in my family or something. It's really uh, dropping quickly. I've got to work on my, on my stats. But thanks for spending some time yeah. with us, uh, and we'll catch up. And uh, good luck the, the, in the fall, and, and safe travel. Thanks so much, Jim. Great to talk to you. Wow, that was great. Uh, Missy Kay is just one of the best coaches uh, in women's college golf. Uh, she just does an incredible job. and She's been uh, through some tough times. Of course, lost her sister Heather to cancer, and she's battled it and beat it, I think, at least three times herself. So an amazing story. Go back to Episode 20 in our first season if you want to hear a little bit more about Missy. Get to know her because uh, she was on that, did an incredible job. That's when I was first starting the podcast. She was incredible back then as she was today. But uh, thanks for listening. Listening. We appreciate uh, all the support. Don't forget to get your copy of Only One Shot. That's by VJ Trolio. That's available on Amazon. And uh, until next time, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll talk to you later. What were you thinking on that play? Take a lap, and when you come back, maybe you'll do things my way.
I say 